0: Welcome to another place in time, where one day you'll be dead or you'll survive. Hello all you beetle, beautiful people, beetle. Be- be- <laughs> and welcome to Dead or Survive. I am your host Rob Riches.
1: I'm your other host Cheryl Riches.
0: And we're off to a good start.
1: Yeah, we it's always important. Our- it's <laughs> always
0: important to know that you can't speak before you're about to do a po- podcast. <laughs> wow!
1: The best part is we just leave it all in. We're real professionals.
0: <laughs> you leave all that in. <laughs> I gotta get a new editor.
1: Yep, you find a good editor for free. We'll go with it.
0: <laughs> Isn't there like some high school students out there that need some? Like, uh, what are they volunteer hours. volunteer hours? Yeah. There's anybody out there? In the- <laughs> in our area
1: yes
0: (laughs) that can make me sound good and leave her stuff in i'd appreciate it
1: (laughs) oh yeah leave my stuff in that's fair
0: that's half the podcast (laughs) see i'm giving you more rights
1: you're saying my screw-ups are half the podcast so how was your weekend (laughs) (laughs) weekend was good kiki well sorry not kiki why is your phone dangling it wasn't
0: my phone it was the the laptop oh uh
1: martha went to her new
0: i'm high tech over here i got a laptop going
1: (laughs) martha went to her new family
0: yes you gave away dog
1: i because that was the whole point it's a little bit sad
0: is that why you were crying
1: i wasn't crying you were crying
0: she was crying (laughs) i wasn't crying
1: (laughs) yeah well we had her for six weeks we had her for like she was you know part of the family at that point but Now she will go somewhere. She's not dead. We saved her. This is true.
0: She is saved. She has her forever family. She will be well taken care of. Yeah. There will be pictures, I'm sure, on the internet that we can go see. Yeah. So
1: anyways, now we just have Kiki.
0: And other than that, how else was your weekend? You went and did a little shopping. You went to a little Christmas party.
1: Yeah, we had an ugly Christmas sweater party.
0: Well, your sweater was ugly. Mine wasn't. Mine was Batman.
1: Yeah, that's true. But mine, mine was funny instead of ugly.
0: Uh, what else did we do? Oh, we went to a Christmas market?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And got some Christmas shopping done. And here we are.
0: And we did. Oh, do you want to tell everybody we got Darian? No. Well, oh, we to tell everybody we got Quinn?
1: No. Want
0: to tell everybody we got Colin?
1: No. Well, Colin wouldn't listen. He wouldn't know. <laughs>
0: oh so we're not telling anybody anything
1: nobody nobody knows anything
0: you're not even going to tell quinn about that thing that you ordered
1: i'm not going to tell quinn anything oh carrying on
0: (laughs) well that doesn't seem like a lot of fun i hear dogs fighting downstairs so that should be fun if you hear dogs fighting we're just going to see which one wins and that's the one we're going to feed (laughs) It's already midnight when we're recording this, so I'm not going to start over again because of dog fighting. So just be warned, this could be a very loud, growly one.
1: Yeah. Anyways, do you have some stories ready for me?
0: I'm not doing the stories.
1: You have to do something.
0: Not have to hop. You got to do something. And why are you trying to take my line? (laughs) Do you not even know how this podcast works? We're at episode like almost 40 here, and you don't know who's (laughs) supposed to say what.
1: I was just trying to, you know, get us in the right direction of starting our podcast. We
0: usually start off by telling them what we did and what's been going on. And we have. That's it. You're so boring. I had way more things to talk about. (laughs) What
1: do you have to talk about? No, forget about it. You got a story? (laughs) I have a story. You got a drink? (laughs) I have
0: a drink. Yeah, let it rip, rip, boring chick.
1: (laughs) Whatever. I'm going to tell you about. Boring. He didn't think so. He didn't think he was boring at all. I am going to tell you about Jose Salvador Alvarenga. He was born in El Salvador. He owned a flour mill and store in town. And in 2002, he left El Salvador and headed to Mexico, chasing the Mexican dream.
0: What is the Mexican dream?
1: That's to go live on a beach somewhere, I guess. I don't know. I just made that up. That's my the Mexican dream is my dream.
0: Oh, yes. So you're living vicariously through him,
1: right? Cool. Um, he worked there as a fisherman for four years. And on November seventeenth, 2012, when Jose was 37, he set out from his fishing village of Costa Azul in Mexico. He was an experienced sailor and fisherman and he planned on doing a 30 hour shift of deep sea fishing during which he hoped to catch sharks, marlins and sailfish.
0: And that's for the business or just out having fun
1: no no he was out there to make money okay his usual fishing mate was unable to join him so he decided to bring along the new kid who was 23 year old ezekiel cordoba and his nickname was piñata
0: oh you never want to bring a piñata with you
1: (laughs) it's an interesting nickname like did they beat him until he threw up i don't understand (laughs) anyways
0: Probably because he's the new kid, so they beat on him and teased him.
1: Maybe. I don't know. I just thought it was interesting. Okay, so Ezekiel was best known as a defensive star on the village soccer team. Jose had never spoken to him before. He didn't even know his last name, but here they were about to go out on their 30-hour fishing tour. Like,
0: Well, that's a way to get to know each other. I guess. Nothing like spending 30 hours together out at sea.
1: And they were out on a 23-foot fiberglass skiff, so it wasn't even like...
0: There you go. a Nice big boat.
1: Yeah, but it, yeah, but it wasn't even like, um, you know, like where you can go downstairs or get cover in a boat kind of thing. It was just this long fishing boat. It had no walls or top. It was just open.
0: That's like a John boat.
1: I guess. I don't know what a John boat is.
0: Oh, woman. <laughs> Carry on.
1: On board, they had a fiberglass crate to store the fish and, you know, like normal fishing gear. And everything was going well. Their crate, like their ice um, box was full of tuna, tuna, mahi mahi and sharks.
0: Mahi mahi?
1: Mahi mahi. Dolphin fish. It's not actually dolphin. <laughs> um, it would be a nice little payday for them when they got back. It would be like a week's worth of work in these 30 hours, right, just from all these fish that they got.
0: Yeah, So in 10 less hours.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Anyways, it was gonna pay them well. Okay. On board, they had 70 gallons of gasoline, 16 gallons of water, 50 pounds of sardines for bait, 700 hooks, miles of line, a harpoon, three knives, three buckets for bailing, a mobile phone in a plastic bag to keep it dry, a GPS tracking device, which was not waterproof, a two-way radio, which the battery was half-charged on, and several wrenches for the motor, and ninety-one kilograms of ice, and a tiger. No, but they did call themselves tiburon Tiburoneros, or shark hunters.
0: What does that do with T- tigers? Tiburon.
1: It doesn't. have to. I don't know. I think that's something about shark tigers too, isn't it?
0: I don't know. I don't know. I, don't... I went with tigers because I thought we we're going for life of pie. Shark here. is
1: Tiburon, right? I'm getting confused. Never mind. So. <laughs> What? I think I was getting Siberian mixed up with Tiburon, like Siberian tiger. Never mind. I had a moment of senile. I am so
0: sorry, people. So sorry. She's been drinking since noon.
1: It's cleared up now. Anyway, I'll edit that part out. Of course you will.
0: Of course you will. That'll be gone.
1: Okay. Anyways, things were looking pretty good. However, this is a survival story. Do you even
0: know why I brought up tiger? (laughs) Why? Life of Pi.
1: Oh, right. That's right. Okay, that makes sense. Oh, my God.
0: (laughs) This is what I live with.
1: Somebody said help. Help. (laughs) Okay, survival story. Something's going to go wrong. So, the next day, November 18th, a storm rolls in. Jose concentrated on trying to get the boat back to shore, while Ezekiel tried to bail the water that was slosh- sloshing over the sides. But as the weather worsened, Ezekiel is getting very scared.
0: I thought there was no sides.
1: Like there's side, like there's little sides. There's just oh, not like yeah. Like a John boat. Whatever a John boat is. <laughs> Ezekiel scared at one point he was tossed into the water and he was saved only because Jose pulled him back in by his hair. Ouch. <laughs> yeah, not what he signed up for. at times he re- what did you think was gonna happen <laughs> Probably not a you know huge hurricane storm.
0: They didn't check the weather before they left
1: They knew there was a storm coming actually, but they didn't think that it was gonna be this oh, bad
0: Oh so they just said nah <laughs> yeah
1: <laughs> okay. At times, he refused to bail, and instead he held the rail with both hands vomiting and crying. He was sure their tiny craft would shatter and sharks would devour them, and he began to scream. So here's Jose running around trying to save their lives, and Ezekiel is just a scared kid holding onto the side and screaming. He well, he's, really only out on there a,
0: he's only out there in a John boat.
1: Yeah, yeah. This... <laughs> I'm gonna look it up later the storm was now so strong that harbor masters along the coast had barred fishing boats from heading out to sea finally there was a change in visibility the cloud cover was lifting and he could see miles across the water
0: i can see for miles and <laughs> who miles. sings that not john boat
1: <laughs> it's the who okay
0: the who, the who or the guess who
1: no i don't like the guess who i like the who um they were about two hours from land. They got the engine going. They're puttering along. They're about two hours from land, and the motor starts coughing and sputtering. He pulled out his radio and called his boss, Willie, 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 the motor is ruined. Willie told him to calm down and ask for his coordinates, at which point Jose told him that the GPS had been ruined in the storm.
0: Then his boss got mad.
1: <laughs> yeah. In addition to like the engine blowing, Jose lost his fishing gear in the storm as well. Willie told him to lay an anchor. Jose answered that they had no anchor. He had noticed it was missing before setting off, but he didn't think it would, he would need it because they were doing a deep-sea mission. Willie answered, okay, we're going to come and get you. Jose shouted, come now. I'm getting really fucked out here.
0: Whoa, language.
1: <laughs> That's what he said, not what language. I said. Language. He said it.
0: Now we're going to get demonetized.
1: As if we're monetized. <laughs>
0: Well, if we were, you just blew it.
1: <laughs> These were his final words to shore.
0: The his way- final words
1: to shore, like in the boat at that point.
0: Okay. Oh, you gonna say that took a real quick turn from survival work. <laughs>
1: The waves were still threatening to tip the boat. So Jose and Ezekiel worked as a team. They would see the waves as they were approaching. So they would lean against the side of the boat to counteract the roll and try to keep the boat from tipping.
0: That's exactly what you do in a John boat.
1: Well, maybe I'll just stop saying boat and start saying John boat,
0: but you don't know if it's a John boat.
1: (laughs) They were in a skiff.
0: Okay. Uh,
1: They were only wearing beach sandals, so they didn't have any traction on the bottom of the boat and they were being tossed everywhere. Not to mention that these waves were huge. So at one point they'd be like three stories high and the next thing they were basically free falling to the bottom of the wave. Are you looking up a skiff right now? Nope. <laughs> Are you looking up a John boat right now? Nope. Um, Jose realized that their catch of almost 1,100 pounds of fish was making the boat even more unstable. So there, they,
0: goes, the fish. <laughs> there
1: goes the fish. They started tossing all the fish overboard. But throwing bloody fish into the ocean beside an unstable boat might be a recipe for disaster. Since you're
0: going to attract sharks. Because sharks,
1: right. Next, they tossed off all of the ice and the extra gasoline. Anything they could do to get a little bit of stability.
0: That's the boat they went out in?
1: You're looking at a skiff? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's, it's like a John boat
1: <laughs> <laughs> They had a string of 50 buoys that they... Tossed overboard, hoping that it would act as a bit of an anchor and help with the dragon's stability. At around 10 a.m., the radio died. So now they had no GPS, no motor, and no radio. And Jose figured this storm would last another five days.
0: (laughs) Oh, that wasn't good planning.
1: No, they were completely on their own. They spent the rest of the day bailing water out of the boat nonstop for hours. They were so completely exhausted. But Jose was pissed off, too, and he had a temper tantrum, like he kind of lost it at one point. He grabbed a club that was normally used for fish and started to bash the engine. That's probably not a good idea.
0: Well, at least it wasn't pinata.
1: <laughs> That's true. At least he didn't live up to his name. Uh, then he grabbed the radio and the GPS and he threw them into the ocean.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's not good. Probably
1: not a good idea. Nope. Nope. Day turned into night, and it started to get cold. So the men turned the now-empty icebox upside down. It was about the size of a fridge, and crawled underneath it. They tried to warm each other up with their body heat, but the water just kept pouring into the boat, and it kept sinking lower. So they had to take turns getting out of the icebox and bailing out as much water as they could. They managed to make it through the night, and the water stopped pouring in as badly as it had been, but they had no idea where they were. They needed to eat, but they had no bait or fish hooks. So Jose came up with a strategy to catch fish. He knew.
0: Is this like last year's episode where they would just reach in and grab sharks? Yeah,
1: apparently you can just reach in and grab fish if you're out in the ocean. He, not very many, though. It, it's not like they were getting fat off of the fish catching. He kneeled alongside the edge of the boat looking for fish or sharks and then shoved his arms into the water up to his shoulders. He pressed his chest into the side of the boat he kept his hands steady a few inches apart. And when a fish swam between his hand, he smashed them shut, digging his fingernails into its sides while trying to get it to get it into the boat. Then Ezekiel would cut them into strips and dry them in the sun. When they got lucky, they were able to catch turtles and the occasional flying fish that landed inside their boat.
0: That sounds like the people that you told about before.
1: Yeah. It's a common theme when you're out stranded in a in the ocean, I guess. Same with the seabirds. Seabirds began landing on their boat. For them, the fiberglass vessel was a place to rest, and they would cut their throats and drink their blood. Desperately hungry, they tried, they ate to eat every part of the birds right down to their feathers. The only part that they discarded were the contents of the bird's stomachs, because they were usually filled with plastic and garbage.
0: Yeah, from us destroying the oceans.
1: Yeah. They drank their own urine to stay hydrated. Ooh. Yeah. At times they got so hungry that Jose began to grab jellyfish from the water, scooping them up in his hands and swallowing them whole. Can you imagine?
0: You would think the, you'd get like bit or something.
1: Like it would hurt and the texture, the whole thing. It's just awful.
0: I guess dying's more often.
1: I guess. He said it that it burned the top of his throat, but it wasn't that bad.
0: Hmm. Like hot sauce. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Maybe he created a new delicacy. Who knows? There you go. After about 14 days at sea, it finally started to rain again. Like, not monsoon rains, but it was raining. The men rushed all over trying to catch the rainwater. It was a full on celebration. They opened their mouths to the falling rain. They stripped themselves and let the water pour on their skin. They drank the inches of water that was collecting in their buckets, but then they realized that this might not last, so they decided to ration their water.
0: Didn't they use like turtle shells to catch it
1: i don't know if they thought about turtle shells i didn't read about that one in this one <sighs>
0: me <Dummies. laughs>
1: for weeks they bobbed along the pacific ocean they started collecting plastic water bottles they found floating in the water they ripped open this disgusts me like good good i guess for them that it happened but the fact that they found garbage bags floating in the open that they could rip open and eat whatever scraps they found inside, that just disgusts me.
0: Yeah, who wants to eat other garbage bags?
1: That's not my point. Oh. After two months at sea, Ezekiel started to succumb to depression. He refused food. Jose would try to feed him chunks of meat, but Ezekiel would clench his jaw and refuse. One morning, Ezekiel woke up and said, I am dying. I am dying. I am almost gone. Jose told him, don't think about that. Let's take a nap. Ezekiel answered, I am tired. I want water. Jose took a water bottle and put it to his mouth, but he didn't swallow. Instead, he stretched out. His body shook in short convulsions. He groaned and his body tensed up. Jose panicked and shouted, don't leave me alone. You have to fight for life. What am I going to do here alone? And a couple of minutes later, Ezekiel died.
0: That is sad.
1: It is sad. Jose went into full denial, full on denial. Like he,
0: like Bernie's at Weekend, he propped him up and kept talking to him?
1: Yeah, actually, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he kept Ezekiel in the boat for six well, when days. You don't
0: have a, you know, when you don't have like a volleyball or anything to dress up as Wilson, yeah. what are you going to do?
1: He kept Ezekiel in the boat for six days and had full on conversations with him as if he was still alive. And when Ezekiel didn't answer, because of course he didn't answer, Jose would answer for him. On the sixth day, he came to his senses and realized that he had been talking to a corpse, and he gave Ezekiel a burial at sea. But now he was even more panicked at the thought of being alone at the sea, and he was jealous that Ezekiel had died, but he hadn't. His thoughts turned to suicide, but his mother taught him that it was a sin, so he dismissed the thoughts and carried on. Roughly ten weeks into the journey, Jose started watching the birds, ten weeks, alone, in the ocean you know like you you're gonna go crazy um he was watching the birds so they would like land four on one side four on the other so he'd reach into the ocean and grab a puffer fish and then the birds would like peck at it right but he'd imagine that they were they were two different soccer teams Seriously, <laughs> and they were playing soccer that's what he would do for fun soccer. It's, kind of, it's kind of inventive really like Bird soccer with a puffer fish.
0: <laughs> I guess.
1: Jose noticed that one of the birds was different from the others. He adopted this bird, took t- took him into his little shelter and fed him special ne- meals. He named the bird Pancho.
0: The bird. Is this bird really alive? Or are we into <laughs> pie?
1: No, we're not into pie. This is a real, real bird. This bird became a really important part of Jose's survival because with Pancho, he was not alone. But eventually, Jose ran out of food for too long, and Pancho became dinner.
0: Oh, no. <laughs> Poor Pancho. He ate his friend.
1: He did.
0: <laughs> this guy, No wonder why he has no friends. <laughs> did he did eat he, um what's his name?
1: No, he buried him at sea.
0: I know, but he had him for six days. Like, did he nibble on a finger or something?
1: He, he, yeah, maybe. That's, like, a really good possibility. But would you tell somebody?
0: Nope. No. No. I was just thinking alive. remember that one? Yeah. With the soccer team in the That'll mountains? probably
1: be one of my stories one day. Why? Why not?
0: They made a movie of it. Why? Who wants to hear this about it?
1: This is a movie too. Have you ever heard about it? No. Well, there you go. When he lost Pancho, he was really depressed as well.
0: So now none of our listeners have to listen to this. They can just get to this part and go, we're going to watch the movie.
1: Well, they're already this far and they might as well finish now. Oh, okay. Uh, this was a bird that he loved. And when he decided... and. Then he, he like, was really, really hungry, and he was looking at his pinky finger, and he thought, I'm going to eat my pinky finger, because I've got nothing else to eat, and I'm starving. But first he thinks, first I'll start with my beard. So he chopped off his beard, and he chopped it into little pieces, and he ate it.
0: He ate his beard?
1: His beard.
0: And that was that filling?
1: Well, it's protein. At least it's not death, I guess. I
0: suppose. I suppose.
1: I used to work with a guy that had the like grossest little rat tail and he was a huge weirdo and everybody would ask him, why do you keep that? And he said, if I ever get lost in the woods, I'll eat it. So that's actually a real thing. Um, then he ate all of his fingernails. And while he was eating his fingernails, he would pop little pieces of wood from the boat and grind it into wood pulp. And he would eat that too. But that wasn't really helping. So he went back to the chop off the pinky plan.
0: What happened to the the the, the fish in the bird plant?
1: He got fish but like maybe one every three days like it wasn't as if there were always fish swimming between his hands. And he ate all eight of those birds. But he's been out at sea for months now. Okay. So, he's thinking about eating his pinky, and then he's going to chop it off, but then he realizes he might not be able to stop the blood flow. So, he didn't eat his pinky because he was afraid to bleed to death, and not because it was going to be eating his own pinky.
0: Okay. <laughs> but bleeding to death would not be committing suicide, and then he would have to be stuck in the boat.
1: But if he knew that the potential was there that he would die, that is, is it still committing suicide?
0: I don't know, because he's yeah. trying to survive.
1: Yeah. I don't know. It's
0: a very good question.
1: Okay. Just like my other Lost at Sea stories, Jose saw many boats on the horizon, but he was never able to get the attention of anybody on board. Most of them were container ships, and there was never person to be seen anyways. he.
0: You know, if anybody's out there that owns boats, you guys need to look out in the water more.
1: Yeah. Or have like, I don't know, is there like a motion detector thing, which is in a wave? If you see something out there that's not a wave in motion, that it would pick it up, kind of. You know what I mean?
0: I know what you mean, and I don't know if there is. And if not, maybe that's a good invention for you. (laughs)
1: Yeah. (laughs) Um, He figured he saw at least 20 ships while he was out there. When Jose was young, his grandfather had taught him to keep track of time by watching the moon cycles. So he knew he had been at sea for 15 months,
0: 15 months, 15
1: months. Then one day he woke up and saw shorebirds. At first he thought he was imagining things, but the birds kept flying around. And then he saw land. It was a small island, no bigger than a football field. He cut off his line of boys, buoys, boys, whatever. And after an hour, he drifted towards the beach. When he was 10 yards from shore, he jumped out of the boat and swam to shore as best he could. He had no strength left after spending more than a year stuck on a boat. Finally, a large wave caught, caught him and tossed him towards the shore. So there he was, face down in the sand, on land. He started grabbing handfuls of sand just because he could. He tried to stand, but couldn't do it for more than a few seconds at a time. He said he was totally destroyed, as skinny as a board. Although he didn't know it, Jose was washed ashore on tile. Tile islet. It's a small island. It is part of the Ebon atoll. Nothing of this means anything to me other than it's like the most remote spot on earth, and it's tiny. They're these little tiny islands, but if he had to miss them, he would have had to float another 4,000 miles to get to Alaska in one direction or in the other direction, 2,500 miles to get to Australia. He just had, like, he just happened on these islands. If he didn't, he would have been screwed.
0: Yeah, because the uh, 15 months at sea wasn't really being screwed.
1: Yeah, but uh, add another 4,000 miles on top of that or 2,500. Is that a
0: couple more days now?
1: Yeah. Um, He stumbled across the island, went, oh, sorry. He came and found a house with people. Emi, oh God, why these names? I don't know, but
0: I'm waiting. (laughs) I'm so patiently waiting.
1: Please say the names. Emi,
0: Emi, Meeny, Miney, Mo.
1: Leibach Leibach Meto and her husband Russell 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 <laughs> Uh That that's what who who were the homeowners? They invited him in, but they didn't speak the same language, so they did their best with hand gestures to try. He was trying. Jose was trying to explain what happened to him. I would have liked to seen that the hand gestures of I've been at sea for over a year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that'd be funny. Um, The first thing he'd
0: be doing is food. Just pouring out his mouth, food, food, food.
1: (laughs) Jose described himself as a prisoner who had been in solitary confinement for more than a year. He had no idea how to behave anymore. He said, I was so scared. I was afraid of people. I couldn't find the right words after being alone for so long.
0: Well, it's a good thing they couldn't speak
1: then. I guess, yeah. After a morning of caring and feeding for the castaway, Russell sailed across the lagoon to the main town to, on in port, on the island of ebon to ask the mayor for help. Within hours, a group including police and a nurse came to rescue Jose. They had to talk him back into getting onto a boat. Why? <laughs> to get him somewhere else because he was in the middle of nowhere.
0: But why would they have to talk him into that? I oh, I, he didn't
1: want to. Weird, right? He didn't <laughs> want to get back on. Yeah, I don't understand that. <laughs> but he did. So anyways the rest of the world finds out and of course there's a media frenzy and people question or not question whether or not it was legitimate skepticism immediately followed the images broadcast around the world of the remarkable castaway Jose couldn't face them he asked the Jose hospital to shield him from the reporters who were sneaking into the hospital he began to call them las cucarachas you know what that is right obviously nope. the cockroaches what yeah. <laughs> But after experts studied maps and the physical health and consulted survival experts, everyone confirmed that Jose's version of life at sea was in line with what they would actually expect. Meanwhile, back on Marshall Islands, Jose's medical condition steadily worsened. His feet and leg were swollen. The doctor suspected that the tissues had been deprived of water for so long that they were now soaking up everything. But after 11 days, Doctors determined that Jose's health had stabilized enough for him to travel home to El Salvador, where he would be reunited with his family. Even on his flight back to El Salvador, his, for his very first time on a plane, reporters sat near him and tried to snap pictures of him. Jesus. Right? He was diagnosed with anemia, and doctors suspected his diet of raw turtles and raw birds had infected his liver with parasites. For months, Jose was still in shock. He had developed a deep fear of not only the ocean, but even the sight of water. He slept with the lights on and needed constant company. In the end, he stayed on that boat for 438 days. Jesus. Yeah. And he managed to hold on to his sanity throughout. Jose kept a promise to Ezekiel's mother. He visited her in Mexico and delivered her son's dying message. It didn't say what it was, but... He delivered it and he now lives in El Salvador, mending a relationship with his daughter. So that was a, another thing that kind of got him through. The experts and everybody were saying that if you ever get caught at sea, if you're there's 10 people in a boat and four people have a good attitude while they're in there and try to joke around and, you know, keep things light, they're the four that are going to live. The other six with the bad attitudes and woe is me, they'll, they're the ones that will die. So, they so can, I'm living. <laughs> right. But he also was saying like, he knew he had a bad relationship with his 12-year-old daughter, so he wanted to go back home and mend it. So that's that was another thing that was getting him through. So that's what he, he's been working on since he, well, this was a while ago, but when he got back, that's what he was doing. Nice. Yeah. He says he's a different man. He may be a better man, and he's absolutely grateful. I'm happy to be alive. I'm happy to be with my family. I'm proud to be where I am, and I'm simply glad I'm here
0: i wonder how much that, something like that would change you right Like, yeah i remember reading uh, books and stuff and they were like just seeing the grocery stores and know how right. much food's in there yeah after being gone that long right and you're, you're wondering to yourself wow like
1: yeah it's all the
0: stuff we take for granted
1: for sure well ground like earth under your feet
0: yeah but i'm saying like yeah i get that but i mean like even just going and grabbing a can of pop or, yeah. or water yeah. or whatever right like we just take it for granted
1: yeah anyways that is my story of jose salvador alvarenga
0: that's your story that's my story wow
1: it was a good one
0: it was a fantastic one was that the one that you were telling me about that was the first person no, ever no I think it's, it's i'm
1: true. gonna do that we're gonna have a special guest soon and i'll do it that time because it's a shorter story we're having a
0: special guest how come i don't know anything that goes on in this podcast
1: because <laughs> you don't listen like What? <laughs> that's a weird way to start a
0: conversation. <laughs>
1: You're such a jerk.
0: Why would you start a conversation (laughs) if you don't listen?
1: Yep. This is what I deal with every day.
0: What? You love it. (laughs) Who wouldn't love it? So I guess it's my turn now.
1: It is your turn.
0: Well, it's kind of funny because my theme today, and remember, people, we don't tell each other what our stories are. So when this happens, I'm always, I always giggle. Is this what?
1: where I, you kept saying john boat is there something about a john boat <laughs> no go look
0: up john boat you got a laptop in front of you and look up swift boat okay
1: okay no i won't right whatever now. i will later
0: but i just know what boats look like because i'm educated
1: oh and okay. i always
0: look at boats because i don't own a boat Oh. and you won't okay. let me own a boat and a john boat's a nice versatile boat for hunting and fishing and throwing your wife out of
1: well, then that's definitely out of the question. Because
0: <laughs> the walls are really low.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I mean, if you wanted to go swimming or something, honey. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, playing around, tossing yeah, in the water. Yeah.
1: That's what you mean, I know.
0: That's what I meant. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Anyways, the theme of all my stories are water today. Oh. So it's kind of funny.
1: That is funny.
0: So... On November 24th, 1999, in California, there was a particular group of Christians who attempted to literally follow in the footsteps of Jesus.
1: They wanted to walk on water?
0: They wanted to walk on water.
1: Okay. Well, that doesn't sound particularly dangerous. It just sounds like it's not going to happen.
0: So they worked to master the secret, to be closer to God, and making sincere efforts to walk on water. And the Christians continued and continued to do this. Okay. But one man, thinking that he should practice even more, so Johnny, yeah. decided that he should try this at home and practice and practice and practice. And then while he was practicing in his bathtub, he slipped on a bar of soap, smashed his head, and
1: he died. To, he was trying to walk on water in his bathtub?
0: Well, yeah. <laughs> what? It's water
1: he did it there would have been nobody around to be like yeah i walked on water last night sure you did johnny (laughs)
0: yeah so yeah the uh he died in los angeles um while he was practicing in his bathtub his wife said that johnny spent many hours trying to perfect the technique of walking on water but not but had not mastered it yet but yeah, he apparently.
1: <laughs> why would he, he? Why would he think that he could? I don't know. Why? Oh my God! Your people just get, make my head hurt, <laughs> honestly. Why?
0: They're not my people.
1: <laughs> they're <laughs> they're who, my stories. They're your stories. It's
0: <laughs> not like I went out and made these friends, and I'm here. <laughs> We're gonna walk on water this
1: weekend. <laughs> but seriously, like um, they had to know it wasn't gonna happen. Why? Has, has it ever happened? Is it science? Scientifically- Jesus did it did he
0: <laughs> he did. Is, it,
1: is it scientifically possible to what walk on water uh
0: maybe people ski on top of the water
1: so you'd have to be like the flash the flash could probably walk on water except it would be running
0: well i'm just saying people <laughs> on skis walk on water basically don't they
1: yeah because they have a lot more surface coverage and they're going really fast
0: well, I'm just saying, so maybe they thought if they went faster or walked faster, if they had really big feet, they thought they could do it. Like Maybe, the, maybe everybody in this church had size 15 feet.
1: Maybe that was a requirement of being in the church.
0: Yeah. But yeah, he just had drowned, gone, did not walk on water.
1: Well, maybe now he'll know the secret. Maybe he's up in heaven talking to Jesus. Maybe. If you believe in that sort of thing.
0: And if you don't,
1: <laughs> that's fine too. Yes.
0: Now we're going to spin forward from 1999 to 2009, October 27th in Arkansas. Okay. 30 year old Jessica. Jessica. Uh, yeah, it's female. Females oh. do dumb things too.
1: I know. I didn't think that was the name we decided on.
0: Was it Jessica or Samantha?
1: It I was J. Remember. It was a J name. We'll go with Jessica.
0: I'm going with Jessica. You know why? My stories. (laughs) They're my people, so I can name them. How about that? All right. So she was visiting Lake, I don't know if I can get this right, Earling, E H R L I N G. Yeah, I
1: go with Earling. With a male
0: friend. And after recent bounce of heavy rain, it resulted in a flood of runoff water. Okay. And the two decided, it was probably her, not him, that it would be fun to jump on the surging water and float down it.
1: Okay, why do you think it was her and not him?
0: Well, because guys wouldn't do something stupid like that.
1: Are you joking? You're the one that tells all these stories. And it does sound fun. Does it? (laughs) Well,
0: Jessica thought that she should grab a foam egg-style mattress pad
1: okay yeah i got i know what you're talking about
0: right you know how much water that would absorb like do you think that would float no no well <laughs> that's sure what she don't. grabbed <laughs> <laughs> and according to her male friend jessica simply vanished from slight oh no <laughs> and the next morning her body was found in a tangled of trees
1: that must have been like quite the runoff
0: yeah, I guess. You know, I mean you can see a lot of that stuff rain and stuff like that. Yeah. If it hasn't got it big runoffs. But yeah, so she grabbed I think why would you grab a foam mattress? Like that would know. hold water. You're not gonna float.
1: I don't know. Maybe she was thinking air mattress was the same as a foam mattress. I don't know. I don't know. Wow. But if it was going that bad, I doubt even an air mattress would have saved her, really.
0: Well, I just see the, the other reason why I think the male didn't do it is because he's still alive.
1: That's because he was like, You go first, I'll follow.
0: And she went, Okay. <laughs> On my <laughs> phone mattress. <laughs> that's it yeah. for stories. I only, mine are short.
1: Yeah, that's okay.
0: Mine are normally short. Not as big and great as yours or as grand as yours.
1: Well, you don't have 438 days to cover. Is that what I had, 438 days?
0: I don't know. Something like that. It was a lot. Anyways, we're at the time where we tell everybody to like and follow our podcast. If you'd like to give us stories, send in dad jokes or anything like that, you can do it at our email address at
1: dead or survive podcast at gmail.com.
0: Or you can go to our Facebook page or you can follow on Twitter and put in mean tweets, whatever you like to do. We're always looking yeah, for Yeah, I people. like crying.
1: Yeah, Cheryl <laughs> likes crying. She gets very
0: upset about mean tweets. <laughs> You can go on and tell, maybe you can go on and tell some stories about how dogs that get adopted come up missing and die or something.
1: No. Why are you awful? <laughs> that's going to be my new, that's going to be quotes by Ted or Survive this week. Why are you awful?
0: Why am I awful? <laughs> because I can be. All right. So only one thing left to do now.
1: Did you find a good one?
0: Not really. Oh. But I'll tell you, when my wife told me to stop impersonating a flamingo, I put my foot down.
1: (laughs) Well, at least you listened for once. (laughs)
0: Yeah. (laughs) I guess. I went to see a doctor about my blocked ear. Which ear is it, he asked. I said 2018. Oh. No, am I ruining them?
1: I like the flamingo one. (laughs) Okay, we'll stop there then. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Everybody, thank you for listening. We appreciate it as always. And we will talk to you again in a week.
1: Okay, bye.